Hi, everyone. Welcome back. This is Dr. D from Dr. D the MFT, and I am so happy to be joining you again with Laura for another chapter in the Stories of Resilience series. So, Laura, could you take a few moments to introduce yourself, tell us, you know, who you are, what you do, and then we'll get started. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Laura. I am from the UK, and I am cognitive hypnotherapist and coach. I help everyone to put their past behind them, really work with the present and build a wonderful future, whatever that wonderful future for them uh, would be. Um, I use various techniques, hypnotherapy techniques, NLP techniques, positive psychology techniques, coaching techniques. So various, various techniques really depending on my client just to help them um, with the future. Yeah. So it sounds like you take a very integrative approach. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And I love how you were talking about the the connection between the past and creating the future. And I'm looking forward to diving deep with that to you today, um, with you today. So to get started, how would you fill in the blank? Resilience is? I think for me, uh, resilience is a strength, really. Mm. Because, um, it, it, you know, it, <sighs> It's the, this the strength within you to kind of go through all the challenges in one's life and learn from them and don't let them to kind of pull you down. Yeah. Um, it's so easy to, to let things like, like challenges to pull, pull you down. Yeah. But um, it is something within, within ourselves and lots of people don't realize how much power and how much resilience they have yes. within themselves yes. uh, so um you know for for my clients it's kind of building their confidence and and giving them the realizations that they have all the power within themselves to to achieve whatever they want some of they, sometimes they just need a bit of guidance, um, just a little bit of help, which really all comes from themselves. Yes, I love how you're saying this because so many times when people are in need, they're looking outward. They're looking to how, what could I, what, what is it that I'm missing? How can I get this? How can I get that? And you said it so beautifully. Resilience is already something that is within you. That power, that strength, it's within you. It's just about figuring out how to tap into that. And I love how you mentioned the, the piece about learning from these things, because we could push through stuff, but you were talking about the importance of learning from it and not being pulled down by it. So how would you, um, if you could take a moment and reflect back, when was a key moment that you realized how resilient you were? Um, yeah, I've been kind of thinking about it. And I, I suppose because Obviously, I had quite a challenging uh, background, challenging um, childhood. Um, so at the time, because I was so young, 
um, you know, things happened. I, I kind of didn't have the knowledge or the time to kind of take a step back and, and kind of reflect. Right. Um, so I think for me, um, it was, I think it really for me was when I was finding myself at the sort of a rock, rock bottom for me. And I kind of had two choices that whether I kind of stay there or whether I will do everything in my power to mm -hmm. get out of, you know, the situation and have a sort of better, better life. Right. So I think it was when I was finding almost my power, you know, kind of stamping my feet and saying, no, 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 I want a better life. Right. I think it was then when I thought, looking back, how did I, I, you know, go through it? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, to get to, to the point when I was sort of 17, 18, um, looking back, thinking, wow, how did I manage all of those challenges when I was so much younger? And, and whoa, I can't get out of this now? Yeah. Hell, I can do it. <laughs> you know, yeah. it That's a really good point. So you, you mentioned, and we talked a little bit like in, in a pre-interview. Um, and so can you give a little bit of context to the people listening? Um, what, what a little bit of the details of that story are, whatever you feel comfortable sharing. Oh yes, absolutely. Um, so I'm originally uh, from Estonia. It is a very small country in Europe. And I was born, born to a very poor family. Um, so I didn't have a father and um, I just had a mother who obviously had to um, go to work and, and um, try to look after myself as, as best as she could. But, you know, she had a lot of her own um, issues together with mental health issues. Um, and, you know, I, I was, when I was younger, um, there were times I had to study um, you know, in a candlelight because we didn't have money for electricity. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, um, you know, I, we had to move from place to place because we didn't have money to pay for, for rent. There were times I was homeless. Um, there were times when we had nothing to eat. Mm. Uh, you know, these sort of, of challenges and, and, and looking back, I have no idea how I still managed to go to school, um, how I still managed to do all my exams. Um, because, you know, there were times I went to school and I was starving. You know, people went and had lunch and I literally, you know, there were, I didn't have often help or I didn't have any money to buy anything. And obviously... Uh, a lot of that I caught to a point when I was just really depressed, you know, um, at the age of 18, um, I had to sleep with my mother in the same bed. We just had a little teeny tiny room that fit uh, uh, a, a bed um, and a wardrobe. And that was pretty much it. And, you know, I was, I was kind of 18, sort of 17, 18. And, um, I was really depressed about that. So that was kind of my, I think, when I got to a complete rock bottom, I didn't almost have anything. I didn't have, um, obviously there were, you know, some better times, but right. sort of the general uh, childhood, I had quite a challenging times. Yes. So I think that was the 
time when I got myself a point when I was just so fed up, you know, with everything. So. Yeah. Fed up with that kind of being part of your emotional experience, part of your daily experience. And um, as, you know, helping professionals, we know the importance and, and the many different ways in which poverty has a negative impact on not only our physical health, but our emotional and psychological health. And that was something that, that now you're able to look at through a different lens. But in the moment, you were just like, this isn't, this isn't okay. I do not want to continue living like this. I cannot. And that's kind of that place where you were mentioning, you were like, I, I just need to do something. I need to do anything. And what was it that you, that you did? Well, obviously at the time, I didn't have the support network around me other than, you know, I had my sort of a few family members, but um, to be fair, I was really embarrassed to tell them everything that, you know, what my day-to-day -day life really was. Oh, so um, they weren't aware of the other family members? Not really, no, not, not to the extent, okay. uh, but, you know, they know new bits of it, but not to the extent. Um, so yeah, I found myself kind of uh, at rock bottom and now I obviously you said very well that now uh, knowing what I know now and, and stuff that I studied, I can see it in a very different light. And now I know that, you know, you can, when people get to rock bottom, they, got, they could look at it thinking my life is over, this is the worst experience ever, or mm -hmm. they could look at it in a way that, oh, I'm at rock bottom which means that there is nowhere else to go but up <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. so yeah that was kind of one thing that I now now know but then I just uh I really I I, I suppose my my first thing was I got quite angry I got quite angry I was looking around externally thinking how can this person achieve that how can that person achieve that and I got to a point I got so angry when I thought no 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 I am gonna I, I almost I swear I will you know do yeah. it whatever way possible because what was my choices my choices at the time was to stay there mm -hmm. and suffer and be depressed and whatever mm -hmm. or I can do something about it there was no oh I'll try to do something about it I will absolutely decide it I will do something, whatever it was. And, and I was quite lucky because I did some voluntary work at the time. And the lady that I was working with, she recommended a book, um, which was called The Seven Habits of a Highly Effective Teens. Okay, yes, I'm familiar with the adult version, but yeah. Yes, yes. I really, I, I've read both, but I, re I still like the teen version. And I think that was my first sort of self-help book. And that was my first like a, a bit of boost that there is, um, there is a bit of hope for me. And, and I kind of started following it, um, you know, doing the tasks and everything. And then, um, you know, I got to a point when I started, you know, one thing about the book, what it says is, is write your almost like this, this statement, this. Yeah. The mission statement. I think. Mission statement. Yeah. And so, you know, I didn't have any sort of good ideas. So I was just listening to some songs that were really, you know, kind of 
filled filled me with a bit of hope and mm -hmm. uh, so that that kind of became my mission statement and I I become reading that book more and more and I was writing you know sort of really positive quotes down and that gave me a bit of boost and you know I started doing quite a lot of visualization exercises I didn't know that there were visualization exercises the time. <laughs> right but you know knowing all yeah. the things now it was absolutely what I was doing um mm -hmm. because visualization exercises for your mind is so important absolutely. I mean what you top athletes are doing that as part of their training so uh, so that was kind of um another thing I did and um I was just beginning to think what is the thing that I can do I mean now I know that anything more than nothing is a success anything more than nothing will take you from where you are now to a little bit further where you want to go and movement creates more movement yes so that means you're no longer stuck yes. so I think right now more than nothing is a success that I haven't heard that one before but that one is so true because a lot of times we stay stuck because we're like, we think this is how things need to happen. We don't have all the resources. Oh, I can't do it. And then we end up doing nothing. But I love what you're saying. Anything more than nothing is actually success because it's allowing you to take those little stepping stones. And in the next step, you find a little bit more. The next step, you find a little bit more. And even you were mentioning, I, I'm so... I admire your ability to, you were going through that. You were a person that um, was in need of a lot of things when it comes to like financial resources or things of that nature. And yet you were still volunteering your time and yet you were still pouring into others. And that just says a lot about your character. And it was through that action that you like you said, you got lucky, you got blessed, or you know things just worked out so that you were able to find out about that book. And then finding out about that book, then you started integrating and transforming your self-talk and, and so many other things. So it's that first step. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's, that's what it is. You know, I have so many clients who just feel so overwhelming, overwhelmed by, by a lot of things and, and you know, with their you know, a family situation and financial situation and often uh, physical health and mental health mm -hmm. because they are so overwhelmed, they can't deal with all of that. Exactly. They almost feel they can't deal with any of that. So they just don't do anything. Yes. And that's when I teach them that anything more than nothing is something because you begin the movement. Yeah. And then teach them the you know the idea of a butterfly effect that you know any a small change can have a significant impact to your life but sort of future uh, time so it, it is not that they have to do the whole thing at one time just start with with a you know one step and that may lead to something else and that leads to something else and you know movement creates movement so it is important to kind of start anywhere anything mm -hmm. just take a step i love that there was one more thing you said that was so powerful to me that i wanted to touch on before we move on but you were you were talking about how instrumental anger was and i think a lot of the times anger gets a bad rep as something that is just so negative and we must avoid all of the time. But you were sharing how that was actually instrumental in 
the way I was kind of visualizing it as you were speaking is the anger kind of served as a door or that like inner portal for you to tap into your inner power and your inner strength. Like that anger allowed you to be like, whoa, hold on. No, no, I'm not. I will not continue in this. Like I must. I will, and then your your investigative brain went on, your solution-finding brain went on, and you started picking up all of this information from your environment and figuring out, okay, what can I do differently? What is within my power? And that that anger was very instrumental in that way. Would you Would you agree with that? I think it was, and I think you're so right about anger. Um, like, you know, when we are kids, our parents and teachers say it's wrong to be angry and it's wrong and it's wrong. But, but actually, you know, in certain circumstances, it can actually give you this energy boost yes. that I particularly needed in that, that moment. You know, it was, it was literally, I was almost in a crossroads. Am I going that way, which would lead me more into this pain? Or am I going that way? And I don't know what's going to come. But I know that it must be better yes. than the other side. Yes. <laughs> yes. So yeah, I think that was the, you know, in my book, I kind of talk about almost like I'm Hulk, funny enough. I'm <laughs> you were agreed, I love it. <laughs> um, it's almost like I was, I was pushed down and pushed down with lots of heavy stuff on me. Mm-hmm. And I got to a point when I just thought, you know, almost like I bursted out there and said, no, I will, I will do whatever necessary. And that's kind of that, that was the first thing where I almost started climbing up the, the other way. And I mean, a few years later, I managed to find a voluntary project, um, which enabled me to go to UK uh, for 11 months. And as it happened, um, you know, I, I went there and I stayed there and 14 years later I'm sitting here talking to you so you know I know that that's what I'm what I'm trying to get that the past don't have to hold you back whatever your situation was it doesn't matter that your mother didn't go to university it doesn't matter that you were you know you had no money if you really want something you you can get it yeah there are just some stuff that you have to do and you have to build, you know, your strength and, and resilience and, you know, um, knowledge and so forth, but you can absolutely do it. Yes. So you mentioned your book. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? <laughs> yes, I am writing a book, which is, which is sort of a quite honest, um, honest reflection of what happened to me in my past. and. Um, and the idea really, again, is to, to give people a hope um, that they can achieve whatever they want. So I tell my story, but I also teach obviously everything that I've now learned and now um, everything that I help my clients with. So it's sort of a, um, you know, a bit of a f- funny book of some funny stories and, and sort of my my past and the challenges and how you can kind of overcome them with you know a few tools that people can start using straight away um to kind of you know take the first step 
Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to seeing it. So yes, we will stay tuned and um, I'll have her contact information in the description. So um, you'll be able to, to follow her and, and follow up on the wonderful work that she is doing. So you already started talking about a few of the things that you've used to um, strengthen and cultivate your resilience over time. So far, I picked up on you mentioning that book being instrumental, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens. Um, um, using songs, using music to help you transform your self-talk, to help you stay in a certain emotional and um, empowered state. So using songs and music very intentionally. You also mentioned um, quotes and um, the process of visualization. Was there anything else that you used that was really instrumental in helping you nurture this resilience? Um. Definitely self-development in, in any, any sort of way. It's not only this particular book. I mean, at the moment, to my clients, I'm like a library. I could, I yes. could offer so many books which, which kind of have helped my clients and help, helped me to sort of help my clients. Um, but um, there are, I think, one thing what I find now, which I teach my clients, is kind of get out of your comfort zone. Um, that's one one kind of thing because when we stay in our comfort zone that's when we stop growing and we yeah. kind of stop seeing what's sort of ahead of us mm -hmm. uh, and I wanted to say something which you mentioned earlier that you know some people feel like oh I don't know enough but so that means I can't do it mm -hmm. but the thing is that we learn until we die so if, you know, for example, you know, I'm actually, um, I qualified as a solicitor. That's what I thought I wanted to do. And then I realized that actually I wanted to help people more. So I requalified as a, or retrained as a therapist and coach. Mm -hmm. But when I, when I launched my business, if I would have waited until I was ready, and if I, until I knew enough, mm -hmm. I would probably still not there. Because you learn as, as it goes. So I think the way, absolutely. just, uh, you know, there is a really good book says, feel the fear and do it anyway. I think it's, oh. it's, <laughs> it's the one thing just, you know, you're not quite ready. Just go and take the first step. It leads to other things. Yes. And, and really building your, have you ever come across an um, external locus of control and internal yes. locus of control? Yes. Right. Yes. So again, building that, um, you know, internal locus of control muscle, you know, you're not born knowing these things. Mm -hmm. It is, you know, self-development and looking after yourself and, and, and kind of building that resilience muscle. Mm -hmm. It is it is a lifelong commitment. You know, it's like having a, having a shower. Yeah. Um, so you can't kind of do it for two weeks and say, that'll do, yes. never again. <laughs> yes. I love the way you express that, the lifelong commitment. And it's that commitment to yourself, that commitment to your growth, that commitment to your dreams and your visions. And you said it beautifully, it's lifelong. So waiting to get there, quote unquote, like that, that's, there's no there. It's part of the process. And the process is lifelong. Yeah. So, and you know, again, um, you you know, I like just like me when you when you have a crazy dream, for example. Well, I say crazy, sort of 
quotation marks because what is crazy to one is not crazy to right. the other. Um, but if you have some sort of dream, like I had, I told my friends, I'm going to move to the UK. And they said, well, how are you going to get there? You can't speak English. Um, you, you don't have any money. How are you going to get there? Don't be so silly. Just get a job. You know, yeah. and I, you know, if I would have listened to them, mm -hmm. I would have probably done that. But so you kind of sometimes it's okay not to listen to everyone around you and kind of what is your gut feeling saying about that and surround yourself with, with positive, like I did with positive quotes and positive sort of, uh, you know, songs or, or, you know, now we have YouTube, just yeah. cool, you know. <laughs> yeah it's it's all there when i was when i was 19 there wasn't really um you know google wasn't so or youtube you know there, there wasn't that, that as big as they are now mm -hmm. yeah so you know i think people now have so many resources even though even if they don't have you know their they family behind them or they they you know friends behind them mm -hmm. there is so much they can do for themselves in you know sort of youtube books course if there are loads of free courses lots of cheap courses if financial is you know sort of an issue mm -hmm. there is so much people can do for themselves they just need a little bit of that determination that fire that yes. that you know push yeah uh, the confidence really to kind of take that first step and then take another step and take another step and you know so a lot of what you're sharing is kind of like hinting on, on the one thing I'm so excited for you to share with all of us. Um, how is it that you collected all this? So you shared a little bit about, it, it kind of looks like it was like a, a personal encyclopedia or kind of like book that you created that kind of chronicles your journey throughout this. Can you um, tell us a little bit about how you use that, that exercise to help you shift your self-talk and and um, build yourself up and surround yourself with these positive messages? Yes, I have that in here. I still have it. Yes. I have weird stuff in there. So how, how did I, um, I, I suppose it, 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 the initial thing, it started obviously from the seven habits of a highly effective teens. It's kind of gave me a bit of a boost and told about the sort of the mission, um, statement mm -hmm. for yourself and that book is actually full of really positive quotes that really um you know spoke to and, me. yeah spoke with me and i got to a point when because i had so many doubters i kind of felt you know i can and i will you watch me and you know now i have a tattoo that's oh <laughs> so yeah yeah, so I think I just, I just, again, I started with just one step. You know, I wrote something down that led me to something else. I wrote it down again, you know, I, and I suppose I became more, the more, I suppose because our brain, it feeds what you focus on. Yeah. So when you focus on the negative stuff, where, where I was, I was really just noticing the negative stuff. Mm -hmm. That's all I saw. I almost... My eyes were close to everything else. Yeah. Kind of like when I, yeah. And when I took that first step, I, you know, I started reading that book. 
I found few quotes, I wrote them down. I suppose I became more aware of, oh, there are other ways of looking at things. Mm -hmm. And because I became more aware uh, and more tuned yeah. to the positives, that just kind of, again, it led me to do another positives. And I suppose I then started feeding more of the positives and obviously because i was uh, you know a bit stubborn i said no no i'll, I'll show you that i can do it and mm -hmm. then i kind of had to do it because i didn't want to lose face <laughs> either but but because i was so determined um to to find the way mm -hmm. and even though i i didn't know how i had no idea um what is the opportunities out there for me because to be fair, logically thinking, there was nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, but somehow, with everything that I was doing, with the quotes, with the visualization, um, I, I thought that I feel like there is an absolute faith that I don't know how it's going to happen, when it's going to happen, but one day it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And I think it was that the core faith that kind of get me going as well and again just carrying on really committing yourself to to think something positive instead of going back to the old patterns that you know, people often do yes and I want to um I I love that that you did that because a very important piece because a lot of times in our especially in internet age we consume a lot so we could easily Netflix, you know, helpful docu documentaries, watch the YouTube talks, um, you know, soak up things like this. But then when we don't implement it or kind of process it or create in our own way, then we're not creating a new behavioral pattern. We're not creating a new habit. We just then get stuck back into our habitual ones. What I love about what you did is that, yes, you soak that information in and then you also uh, summarized it or synthesized it and created it in your own way. So um, then you had that book that you ended up creating for yourself where you would put those quotes in there. You would write about the parts of the book that resonated with you. You would add the song lyrics in there and you had a way to document your growth. You had a way to chronicle those really important chapters in your life so that you could go back and reflect when like earlier you said in our conversation when something feels hard now you could go back and reflect it was like oh but this is nothing nothing compared to what i've been through like if i did that if i overcame that like i can do this and so uh, i really like that technique and i would encourage um those of you who feel like that resonates with you grab a notebook, grab, grab something, you know, if you want to make it uh, digital, you know, start creating a document where all of the things that resonate with you, you start creating them and paraphrasing them or putting them in your own words, but you start putting it back out. So you're not only just soaking everything in, but you're also creating a new habit by acting on those things. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. So our last question today um is i'm curious to know who is it that you hope that your story of resilience touches i am so passionate just helping people and because i i have met so many people who just they feel like 
there is no hope and they have no purpose and they almost feel like oh i wish i could you know build my own business i wish i could become an actor singer it doesn't really matter it's just people don't believe in themselves and they really think that because of my past that also is my future Mm. but it is only your future if you choose it to become your future because most situations are neither good or bad it's just our perceptions our thinking make it so so what i'm really hoping that i reach you know even some of these people who who think that oh i can't and, and i'm not good enough and i don't know enough um you know because the truth is that neither do we <laughs> we are still learning i am still learning and when i see my clients they teach me things Absolutely. i constantly self-develop i constantly read i constantly you know i do a lot of obviously mindfulness stuff and meditation and visualization i think that kind of it's really mind and body connection is really important so so yes i mean everyone you know everyone has a story to tell and and the reason we have all these challenges the reason we we are so different and unique is because we are not our purpose here is not to fit in our purpose here is to add yes so everyone has a story their background and their challenges mm-hmm. is, is not something that hold them back but but imagine if that past could really add to something really purposeful in the future so i really hope that that with this we can we can give people a bit of hope that they can do it as well so beautiful thank you so much thank you so much for sharing your story for sharing your valuable time with us if anyone wants to get a hold of you or know where to reach you how could they do so um so they can visit my my website and um they can obviously email me and they can instagram me um you know i'm there i can answer people's questions if people want to work with me i work with people uh, not only in the uk but all around the world by way of, of zoom or skype so um you know just look me up ask me a question i'm happy to answer okay what's your instagram handle just verbally for those of listening it, it's my name and my last name which is laura Locke. okay All right, and I'll have her information typed in the description. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Laura, for your time. I really, really appreciated this talk. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.